And what's going on, guys? And welcome to the Benches Clear Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jessica Theatres, and I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who went a perfect 5-0 and last week. We're recording during the Dodgers game, so that might change to 5-1 and as we're looking into it right now. I like that you said it might change to 5-1, and one, not 6-0. and oh. I'm Tyler Cohn. I represent the Los Angeles Dodgers, who went 4-1 and one last week, potentially 5-1 and one, uh, after tonight. Maybe a 4-2, but I doubt it. Uh, also, best record in baseball. Just wanted to throw that out there. Los Angeles Dodgers at the Midway. And I said, I mean, this is before I knew about the, uh, the, the new playoff format, but I said the Giants were going to contend for the wild card. Here we come. I know I'm getting at least that 20 games. Chipotle, suck my dick, Tyler. Yeah, you know, yeah, this past week has been real shitty for me. Seeing you guys <laughs> win and win, you know, you guys are nine games out of first place, but I'm only looking at that. Right 20, now? I believe so. I'm only looking at that 20 game mark because that's the big deal to me. So it looks, oh, okay. like, gonna get, it looks like you're going to get Chipotle. That's definitely going to happen. But. I still because I would have I would have won sixty games. I mean, not sixty. Whole, sorry, I would have won thirty wild games. Wild card bullshit. You said it before they expanded the playoffs. So if they sneak in, you know, five games under five hundred, that's bullshit. Doesn't. Yeah. Happen. But we'll we'll see. Listen, if they if they go past the, I mean, if they get through the playoffs, that's that is what it is. I mean, the playoffs is anything can happen. And that's, that's why a three game series with a eight seed is, is very dangerous when it comes to a team that plays the Dodgers well. Uh, and it's just, it's kind of fucked up. Like why even have a season if half the teams are going to go in, you know, I don't, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. we can talk. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Everyone gets a participation trophy this year. Yay. <laughs> So before we jump into today's episode, we just want to extend a big fuck you to the Cincinnati Reds announcer, not even going to say his name, who had a, had a hot mic take uh, last week where he used a homophobic slur and, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later, uh, live on the air, he starts to apologize, which was the weakest fucking apology because... Tears in his he, eyes? Yeah, he, he's pretty much begging the people who sign his checks not to fire him. He's not really apologizing for being offensive or to the community he offended. Um, That's who he apologized to. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He basically, and I believe he even said, I beg of you for your forgiveness, which really means, please, God, don't fire me. For the love of God, don't fire me. The thing that made me upset, the thing that, like, not upset, the thing that, like, really tickled my asshole right, is the fact that when he's apologizing, he's saying, you know, this is not who I am, and I hope people come out and, you know, back me for it. Like, basically saying, please, anyone, just tell them that I'm not a uh, homophobic piece of shit. Like, I I just, no, dude, stand in your own TV. And here's the thing. I think that if it was, I, I don't think it's okay to say it at any point, right? But if you're saying it as a joke, you know, like, yeah, apologize for it. Don't be a dick. And I think he can be forgiven, I think. Um, but he literally said it in spite talking about <laughs> home, yeah. home, well, homosexual it, I mean, people. It, like, it's just... I don't even think, you know, it, it, in the grounds of being a joke, like, when you 
as a stand-up comedian, when you go yeah. to a comedy show, some things are said that are kind of testy in society, yeah. but it's under, you know, the context of it being a joke. When yeah. you're a baseball announcer, your job isn't to tell jokes. And especially yeah. when it's a hot mic and you weren't intending for anyone to no, hear that that's where the line's drawn. Like, that was not a fucking joke. No, and that's that's my point. It wasn't like someone said something and he said, hey, don't be such a, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, right. trying to be funny and you just missed the mark. And, yeah, don't say it. And you need to apologize. You're a dick. But it was literally that is blank part of town or something like that. I, I can't remember. I listened to it and I, and I heard it. He, I just he don't remember it exactly what it was. Yeah. Capital of the USA. Yes, right. right yeah, right. the the blank capital of the USA, and it was like so. And he said it pissed, so it's like, yeah. like looking down on people. So like, well, obviously, it's not the first time you've said it, yeah. right? And props and to Fox for firing him immediately. Yeah. Uh, not props to the Cincinnati Reds organization who suspended him, and yeah. as of right now, is still on suspension. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Got to let him. Yeah, go. those, those 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 spots are so coveted. You can find someone else who. Obviously, that's who he is. He obviously it's not the first time he said it the way he said it. So he's not apologizing for any other time he said it. He's apologizing the time he got caught and was apologizing to the people who signed his paychecks for putting him in a bad spot. Yeah. So no, how about this? Fuck you. And I'm and I, I hear a lot of shit about oh cancel culture. It's just cancel culture. Like uh no, he's not being you know. X for you know something he tweeted ten years ago that was meant to be a joke. He said it super demeaning. Didn't yeah. even apologize to the group of people he offended. So you know what, dude? Just like Aubrey Huff, fuck you. And yeah, that's all we got to say about that. Yeah. So moving on from the uh, big fuck you of the week. Uh, that's a good one. We should do yeah. that every, every yeah. week. Fuck I mean, it's always week. Aubrey Huff. This is yeah, the first if- week Aubrey Huff gets to share the spotlight a little bit. So. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Aubrey Huff's bummed about the that. Fuck up, yeah, obviously. Um, but moving forward and looking forward, the Dodgers this week. You know, we have we have the Giants. We're up in San Francisco, and then we're going to be playing the Rangers. Big series with the Giants, just because of how well they've been playing. I mean, we do have the best record in baseball, but you know, four games where we're four games up in first place. I would like a more comfortable lead. You know, you always just want to keep playing well. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> at least taking the series from the Giants would be great. And then we get to play the dumpster fire. That's the Texas Rangers. So yeah. I'm hoping for a sweep there because they've been God awful. Yeah. So, MLB was saying they were supposed to be the top, like three rotations in baseball. They're fucking garbage, dude. Yeah. And, and Lance Lynn is doing good. But other than that, I was going to say Lance Lynn's probably going to get dealt. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be the, the biggest dumpster fire. So excited for that. That's going to be great. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, everything, you know, the, the thing, not so much moving forward, but looking back to this past week, everything seems to be firing on all cylinders now. Cody yeah. Bellinger's getting there. Austin Barnes has been playing well. Will Smith has come back from the DL and he looked good on Sunday. Everything is kind of starting to fire on all cylinders at the perfect time. You know, we're halfway yeah. through the season and now, the second half of the season's only 30 games. I think we're kind of peaking at the right time. So if we can just keep this momentum, I, I'm pretty optimistic. But then Anyone it comes look- to the three-game series in the playoffs, which is bullshit. So, you know. This is probably a, a, a series preview of this what the be. first round's going to be. It's very well could and, be. And, 
you know, as we mentioned, uh, as we're going to probably talk about a little bit later, the Dodgers are in just a shitty spot. I mean, it's going to benefit the Giants because, I mean, they have literally nothing to lose to be there. But it's kind of fucked up. Like, it's benefiting us, but it's fucked up. Like, because, I mean, if they, if, and the same thing that I talked about in the playoffs last year, Dodgers fans are spoiled and, you know, it's this whole win the World Series or bust. Um, Obviously, you want your players to think that when you're in this position. But as a fan, you can't think like that because you're not even going to be able to enjoy when they win. You're going to win and seem like, well, yeah, finally. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. And then if they lose it, it's like, oh my god, the world's in. Like, if they win the pennant, if they go deep in the in in, in the postseason, that should be good. I'm I'm sorry, it should be. Obviously, it's you want to go further, but like, you can't be like, fuck this team running over Kershaw's jersey when you when you know you lose the World Series. Yeah, I mean the thing about the, I don't know the, the thing about the wild card thing this year is it really just like you're saying it really puts a the top teams, the one or two seeded teams at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Because you know, an ACE going up against an ACE, I mean, it's baseball. Any team can can lose on any given day. I mean, not to mention the giants play the Dodgers. Well, no matter what, except tonight when Johnny Cueto got rocked, but you know, (laughs) well, well, last time he almost had a no hitter on him. So, I mean, well, and then anything can happen, you know, rest in peace to Hunter Pence. Uh, Oh, you got to bring that up. His, we'll talk about his, that at the end. I mean, he gave the Dodgers three runs this season, so, you know, we're going to miss <laughs> he's him. The best, he's, the, he's the MVP of the Dodgers season yeah, right now. he's the best left fielder we had all season. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Dodgers have lost eight games all season, and three of them were to the Giants. We've also so played that tells the Giants you, the most, but... But they've also, like, sp- almost... They're only one game under five hundred. Like, that's... That's huge. That can happen. And, and look, at a, what I'm saying in a three-game series. Well, sure. I mean, look at look at the Giants. They they've won six in a row, and those guys are starting to get hot. So it's it's obvious that they can win games if those guys are getting hot. If if yeah. Belt keeps getting hot the way he is, Longoria has been hitting pretty well. I mean, Yaz yeah. has been playing great all season. So yeah. I'm not going to worry about that until we get to the postseason. But. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I never thought we'd be having this conversation. I kind of, I kind of felt like there was a chance. I felt like the the Giants were. I think you guys were kind of pecker slapping us a little bit and like giving us respect. I think even a lot of Giants fans too. They're just like, oh, we're dumpster fire, and they're not paying attention. Like, I mean, yeah, a lot has to go right for us to to be good, right? But I think they're a mid uh, mid tier team, and this whole like all oh, these just be losing every series. They're not going to be as bad as the Pirates. They're not. You know, so they're not – they're going to be – no hit today. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's teams that are literally trying to lose. You're a mid-tier team. You're going to be in that, you know, 8 to 15, um, you know, draft slot. And the way baseball draft is, honestly, it's a fucking toss-up anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Why not... tank a season? Yeah. yeah. If, like if you're going bozo. from, like, 8 to, like, 2, then, yeah, I, I can get that. But even then, a baseball draft is so crazy. Yeah. It's like – it's nothing like do that. any other sport. Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. And as we're talking about the Giants' season and, and, and what could happen, let's trade deadlines coming up, and I need to talk about it with someone who knows a lot more than me. And now I'd like to welcome to the Benches Clear podcast, friend of the pod, Mark DeLuke, writes for Around the Foghorn. Mark, how are you doing today, man? 
Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Getting ready, you know, watching the Giants' first game of this you know, pretty big series a week ago. Definitely wasn't expecting it to feel like it means as much as it does, but um, definitely a, a bigger first game than I was expecting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's just get straight into it. I mean, this Giants team is pretty much unrecognizable. I mean, the offense has been great. Uh, bullpen started off good, then dipped really bad. I mean, it seems to start to come back a little bit. Um, not to mention the starting pitching started off shitty is now is now getting pretty good. Um, I mean, do you really think that they can contend and, and get in one of those uh, playoff spots? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's not as much the Giants are contenders as baseball kind of made everyone contenders with the expanded playoffs, right? Like, like <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wrote about it in a trade deadline preview that's up and around the foghorn now is that, you know, I think you can make the argument the Giants' window is starting to open if you consider competing for the playoffs the window opening. But yeah. this year, it's not as much of a function of talent as it is half the teams are going to make the playoffs, right? And I think you have a pretty good argument that the Giants are a middle-tier team as constructed. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's we talked about it a couple times how, honestly, if you would have told me how many runs the team was scoring, I would be like, oh my gosh, they got that second wild, I mean, that second division spot. On lock. I mean, the bullpen was supposed to be one of their strong suits at the beginning of the year. Um, and starting pitching was supposed to be, you know, could be good, but it was expected to be decent. It's just, I don't know. And I'm not a huge fan of this, uh, this playoff structure. I know that it benefits us right now, but I really hope it doesn't, you know, continue on to next year. Yeah, I, I think that's highly unlikely. Um, and, you know, all the complications with next year when it comes to the CBA and MLB players negotiations, they're going to throw a lot of wrenches into things. But I, I, I think it's sort of a nice little, uh, you know, a welcome notification of what might be coming for the giants down the road. Like they yeah. aren't, you know, a championship contender this year and they won't be a championship contender probably for two, three years minimum. But I actually think you can make a pretty good case that assuming certain things play out a certain way that you can go into next season, seeing them as a team, kind of like the Padres this year, right? Where the, or maybe even the Padres last year, right? Where you could see yeah. them competing for that second wild card spot in the normal playoff structure. You could see them competing for that wild card spot, probably not there yet, but you figure over time as again, a really increased depth of prospects as those guys start to trickle up and replace the older aging veterans that maybe then they can take that next step to be sort of competing for something a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think it might be a little bit, I don't know. I just, I feel like these guys are like, I mean, I feel like the offense is for real. I mean, they're doing stuff that, I mean, I wouldn't expect uh, Yastrzemski to, you know, I mean, sophomore slump has always been in the conversation, but to really think that he was going to be even better than he was last year um, wasn't really on my radar. But, I mean, Flores has always been doing it. Solano has always been doing it, but, you know, didn't have much of a chance last year uh, because Bochy seemed to go with uh, more, more veteran guys, his own veteran guys. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like if they can keep scoring runs like this, they've always been kind of a team that, that has a good pitching staff, like, you know, all around. But, I mean – and not, not to mention, I mean, easy part of the schedule is coming up after this Dodger series. I mean, it would go from facing, like, Astros and the Dodgers twice to not facing the Dodgers anymore, you know, playing Seattle twice and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, honestly, as, as opposed to this year, I feel like they're going to be one of the lower seed teams. And even next year, they could definitely, you know, maybe sneak into a wild card. 
I don't think that's unreasonable. And I think the one thing is that's kind of different and what Giants fans have to kind of recalibrate is we're, you know, accustomed to having teams with strong pitching staffs and inconsistent hitting where this team is the opposite. Exactly, and the thing yeah. about when you have a strong pitching staff, you can beat anybody. When you have an inconsistent pitching staff, you can lose to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of one of the things that I agree with. The schedule's lightening up, and I think they, they have a good shot. But the thing is, right, as you know, we've seen with bad bullpens in the past, right, if a bullpen just doesn't have it, there's no way you can win a game. You know, it's like if your yeah. starting pitchers aren't working deep into games, you know, it's no coincidence that the bullpen looked better as soon as starters go in seven innings, even five innings yeah. consistently, right? Just more rest, right? Yeah, yeah, they were completely overworked. And they were expected to be – I mean, it's kind of weird that we're not hearing – I thought it was really – we haven't heard anything about a Don this year. It's not even in the yeah. 60-player pool. That's really crazy to me. Um, I mean, when Smiley comes back, you're going to have Cahill probably in that bullpen, and you know maybe Shark comes back and just does the bullpen, and not to mention who knows when Marantz is going to come back. So, I mean, I feel like the bullpen's going to come back. That, that's, that's their thing. Yeah, I, I think, again, that's where I sort of shift the focus to next year and sort of the piece I wrote about mm. is like, you go down this Giants roster, you don't see a big hole at any spot, but you don't know how confident you are in one guy. Meaning yeah. like you can look at the bullpen <laughs> gotcha. and say, you can look at the bullpen and say between Trevor Gott, Sean Anderson, uh, you know, even Wandy Peralta, or Rico Garcia, there. like you see the guys with pieces and you're like, there's, there's a competent bullpen in here, Tyler Rogers, but <laughs> we don't know which of those guys comprise it yet, right? And that's why yeah. I say I think this year competing for a playoff spot is reasonable and I think entirely plausible. But yeah. the real focus needs to be on just narrowing it down because I do think if you look at the roster next season, on the hitting side, pretty much everyone is under contract for next season or under team control. You can bring them back. On the pitching yeah. side, the only guys who aren't are Gaussman, Smiley, Samarja, and Watson. Samarja's, you know, a non-factor. You know, Smiley's been hurt most of this year. Uh, you know, Watson and Gaussman have been good, although Watson's probably on the wrong side of 30. But I think Gaussman's a guy who, you know, lots of people are talking about trading him. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking to try to extend him right now. Because yeah. I think this year's free agents class isn't one that's going to, just because of the labor dynamics, there's not going to be a lot of money out there. And I think that's an opportunity for the Giants, you know, do you think, do I think Gaussman's going to be a one or even a two? Probably not. But if I go into next year with Quaidon Gaussman at the top, Logan Webb's asserted himself, you know, Tyler Anderson's coming back. And then, you know, Sean Jelly was a prospect, right, who wasn't that far behind Bart a year ago. And probably you yeah. see by the midsummer, you know, making his way up. You know, I'm not going to hold on any, much, you know, put any expect, expectations on Tyler Beatty, but he's yeah. also coming back from Tommy John. Maybe he's a factor, right? So I, I think cool. that's kind of the the way to look at it is like pretty much this roster is can be there next year if the Giants want it but then you have another year for that farm system those guys to develop and try to come up yeah it seems like they have a lot of good depth of mid-tier guys they're just missing those stars like I mean no one thought Jastrzemski was going to be this good like he's been so far maybe Bart Mm -hmm. becomes that guy that's the next star they just need a uh, a star pitcher or two which it's kind of a lot. But I also like the way that um, when you're talking about the bullpen, you kind of threw like a Tyler Rogers, like it was like a rap song. You're throwing in the producer <laughs> and doing what you're saying. So maybe work that in. We can work that in every once in a while. That's, that was awesome. But speaking about, you know, team next year and, and, and different guys, the trade deadline is in a week. Um, if you were Farhan, are you going to add or subtract? 
Neither. And um, it really comes down to sort of what I was talking about, where it'd be one thing if this team was doing what it was, but third base was hitting 050, you know, or 150, right? Like, there's yeah. no spot that is a hole. There was one at catcher, and they just promoted Joey Bart, right? So, yeah, there, you know, you could make an argument about starting pitching, but the problem is there's not a lot of starting pitching available on the trade market. In fact, the Giants, between Gaussman and Cueto and Anderson and Cahill, are probably could be one of the largest suppliers of pitching if they were yeah. to go in the sell direction. So, if you're talking about adding to the roster, there's just not a lot of options there. And another sort of wrinkle is you can only trade players who are either on your active roster or at the alternate site in Sacramento. So, yeah. like, most prospects just aren't available to be traded right now, which means the Giants would either have to trade their top prospects or basically nothing at all. And I don't see that either. So I talked about in uh, – I did a deadline preview, as I mentioned – and yeah, I, I think one thing I could see happening is you see some of those top outfield prospects in Alexander Canario. I don't think in Elliot Ramos or Hunter Bishop, but those are names as well. You could see one of them moved for another top pitching prospect that's closer to the big leagues, but maybe doesn't have okay. star power ceiling, right? Um, okay. you know, I throw around a guy like Brady Singer on the Royals, Chris Bubish on the, on the Royals, um, or on the Blue Jays, Anthony Kay and Julian Merriweather, you know, guys who, you know, you can see pretty easily next year stepping in and potentially being mid-rotation starters because the mm -hmm. Giants have a, a huge amount of outfield prospects right now. And that's mm -hmm. not even mentioning, you know, obviously what Yastrzemski is doing at the big league level. If Slater and Dickerson can stay healthy, those guys seem like big league contributors. And then you have, you know, Elliot Ramos, Alexander Canario, Hunter Bishop, Luis Matos, all these guys. So it might, they might say, you know what? This may not be a great value swap, but if I can move one of these outfielders and get a guy I'm confident can be a starter yeah. alongside a Cueto, a Gaussman, a Logan Webb, and a Tyler Anderson, I'm saying I think that might be the way to go. I, that was sort of the only way I could wrap my head around really seeing a big move within kind of the scheme of looking at this roster and what I think would yeah. be available. And I think, honestly, if it all it, – I mean, it's baseball. Anything can happen. It depends Definitely. who's hot, you know. Um, and as far as being – like if they, if the giants stayed like the same, didn't do a damn thing. Right. I mean, I honestly feel like they're going to upgrade when Smiley comes back into the rotation. I mean, you, you, like I said earlier, you put Cahill in that pen and then maybe even Samarja just stuff ticks up a bit. If you know, he just becomes a bullpen guy. And honestly, I mean, the, the way they're pitching around was going up and if it just stays in that trajectory, like, you know, flattens out and it stays there. I mean, anything can happen in a three-game series, especially, you know, Tyler, shout out to you, um, where if they play the Dodgers, honestly, I'm feeling pretty good because no matter what, if they get the shit kicked out of them for three games, it's like, well, you know, it's great that they were there, but if they don't and they, you know, give the Dodgers a run for their money, it's only bad on the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly right. All the pressure, there's, there's no real pressure on, on the Giants players right now. And I also think why – that's kind of a good environment for a guy like Bart to get called up into, right? The offense yeah. is doing quite well, but there's not pressure on him to perform in some abnormal way. Like, you know, for example, right a few years ago, right, when Joe Panic got the call, right, like the Giants needed him to hit because they were like trying yeah, to win the championship. Put him at the top of the lineup, yeah. Right. Like, you know, Bart, that's not really the case. And I think that's kind of what Zaidi would like to build going forward. And that's what, you know, we saw the Dodgers do, right? The Dodgers have been competitive 
but they've really really been in a place where it's like this prospect needs to hit otherwise they're in trouble they, they've done a good job of having sort of good depth options there and i think that's what he's trying to replicate definitely um and speaking of that player pool one thing interesting that i, I want to say that chris Shaw was just added to the 60 player pool and it seems like they have not really shown him respect uh, ever since Zaidi took over. So I feel like maybe they're just going to trade him, honestly. like I, I, He's been a guy that I've been following that I'm a huge fan of, but I guess they just don't like that he can't really play that much defense and you know his strikeout uh, issues are just not what they're a fan of, I guess. But, I mean, is there any prospect um, you know, coming up from that player pool that you see coming up this, for the rest of this year that could contribute or should it just stay the same? It's really, I mean, it's hard to know, right? Because, I mean, I'd say I I completely agree with you on Shaw. I think that's sort of a function of he has to be on the 60-man player pool to be traded. And so Mm. I think that's sort of what you're probably going to see happen, whether it's for a player to be named later or some cash. Um, Yeah. On the prospect side, I mean, they've talked a lot about Camilo Doval, sort of the guy who took what people expected to be Melvin Adon's spot. Um, Mm. But he only pitched to San Jose last year. But granted, he's always had, you know, Adone-level stuff, like top caliber, yeah. back-of-the-bullpen stuff. And he is already – I want to – if he's not 24, he's 23. So he's always been okay. older, you know, with premium stuff. So I think that could be a guy where – and I believe he has to be put on the 40-man. If he didn't already, he has to be this winter. So he could be a guy they go, all right, we want to get a look at him um, just to yeah. see what we have, especially if the bullpen keeps struggling. I think on the hitting side, barring some huge surprise, not really, in part because, right, the outfield, like, you know, if you call up Elliot Ramos, is there isn't really a clear spot for him, assuming, you know, Slater doesn't miss extended periods of time. And, and again, the, you know, he's, he, Ramos was at double A last year for a cup of coffee and struggled in the Arizona Fall League. So yeah. it's, you know, again, I, I think you're really looking at kind of the next wave of prospects now that Bart's called up is that Elliot Ramos, Sean Jelly group, or really those two guys. But I think they're probably guys you're looking at mid-season 2021 is kind of their ETA. You know, I, I, so I, I think you. sort of the, the big-name guys, I think Bart's kind of going to be it for a little respite. Yeah, I hear you. Well, thank you so much for dropping all that knowledge on us and, and uh, talking this trade deadline with us. We t- appreciate your time. Before you bounce, we do uh, – I. I hate to call it rapid fire questions because it's not really rapid fire because we want to like talk about it, I guess a little bit, but it's just quick. I guess that's why we call it rapid fire, Sounds but good. Um, Sounds good. we're going to, we're going to go through it. You ready? Sounds good. All right. Uh, what would your walk up song be? Ooh, I feel like I'd want to go meme with the walk up song. So it would alternate between, you know, something that would like upset people in the crowd, like a party in the USA or, you know, <laughs> just kind of, complete you know maybe some usher you know kind of just flip around from like the middle school dance hits middle school dance okay well like no wop no wop. you know i i don't i don't want to be that you know in touch with the times you know i want to just catch people okay. off guard every time i hear well that's kind of goes perfectly you're talking about uh really quick mark um how old are you exactly i am 22 i just Okay, because yeah. you look pretty young, so it made me a little scared to ask this question, but I think we're okay. Middle school jams. What's your favorite middle school jam? It'd probably be a replay by Ayaz. Okay. was not expecting that from you. I'm not sure why, but I wasn't. That's pretty solid. Uh, if you were in the major leagues, would you – who would you – you could either strike out or home run off somebody. Which one would it be, and who would it be on? If that makes sense. I think I asked that okay. question really shitty. 
Yeah. Um, strike. Yeah, out, you did it, answer it shitty. Or shitty. <laughs> oh, and you I just think, said that shitty, uh, Tyler. Yeah. So I know. I quit. Suck it. It's over. I think if I had to strike one guy out, it would probably have to be Kike Hernandez. He's done too much damage to the Giants yeah. over the years. Um, yeah, because fuck my, that guy. My boy? <laughs> You're going to put my boy on blast? I mean, listen, I'm I'm a lefty, so if I had to strike him out as a lefty, that's just, you know, I haven't had that too much, you know. Uh, I think Generation that, X and afterwards. I mean, but that's, but that's probably why you couldn't, because Giants that's pitching true. just can't get him out. That's true. Um, yeah, I think and, he's 0 for 4 today, 0 for 3 today. So, yeah, well, yeah, don't, don't, jinx it, don't jinx it too much. And on the hitting true. side, I, ooh, I feel like it would just be, you know, if you could hit a homer off Scherzer, that's just a level of respect, you know, like yeah. I just want to square him up. That's actually the second one we got. That's that's pretty incredible. Seems to be um, the right answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has anyone ever gotten mad at a story that you wrote? Um, I mean, I wrote a lot. I started last year. I was writing a lot of trade deadline, trade fit pieces, and I came to the uh-huh. conclusion that the trade was fair if fans of both teams said it was stupid and they wouldn't accept it. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, no one's ever really gotten too enraged, I'd say. Okay. Favorite giant? I mean, Bonds is the easy one. I grew up with that. I'll say, I'll say, okay. uh, Pedro Feliz. Uh, he was, you know, he was my dad. <laughs> my dad was very frustrated with Feliz, so uh-huh. sort of reaction to it. He he was kind of, you know, someone I held out, I held out for. So I think I'll have to go with Pedro. Yeah, I gotta go with that one. Uh, least favorite Giant. Hmm. Barry this Bonds. Gonna be a, no, uh, no, 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 nonsense. Um, oh, AJ Przinsky, you gotta go. Oh, Brzezinski. that's a good one. Yeah. Also, I was gonna answer. say Casey Very McGee, but, but that's yeah, true. That's AJ Przinsky is a pretty good one. I didn't even think about that. Um, favorite non-giant. Hmm. I just don't say a Dodger, so I have to see. No, see Tyler's I, I chest wasn't. Pop out. I was. I was debating. I mean, I think. I think I'll go Otani. I mean, it was just. Okay. I mean, the the skill he has. I mean, obviously, you know, injuries and stuff, but just, I mean, the ability to do, you know, what he's capable of is just kind of incredible to watch. Yeah, I hear you. And lastly, favorite thing to do outside baseball? I'd say hmm, you gotta you gotta do some <laughs> some checklist cross off here. You know, I don't want to miss anything too much. You know, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cliche, but I'm in the writing business. I think reading. You know, I do. I did um, spoken word poetry in like high school and into college, and so oh, okay. Um, so kind of you know, reading poetry, novels, kind of you know, dance. I'd say I'd say reading. Nice. So exactly like in Twenty Two Jump Street, you know, the slam uh, yeah, poetry. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, no. yeah, yeah. Not I. I like you to are think dead. I, Beep, I, boop. I, I like to think I'm sorry. I'm that bar, but you yeah, know, we'll, we'll, you never know. You never know. As a fellow uh-huh. former spoken word artist, I don't appreciate that bullshittery, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that tells you how much I know about spoken word poetry. Um, it's all yeah, good. Just, I mean, the thing it's is just I'm not that talented word. to put words together. That's why I talk no, on camera it, it, outright. It's all good because the reality, if you've done spoken word long enough, you've seen like places that are exactly as that movie portrays it. Like, yeah. You know, there's like, <laughs> okay. you know, it's like, I like, you know, I like, I like to think, you know, I had it together. Some people might disagree, but you know, like every, there's always a couple at the, at the mic that everyone's kind of uncomfortable because they don't want to tell them it was not cut. It was you that know? bad. Yeah. yeah. And then well, you I, always, I've... you always end up comparing, like going to your friends, like that's not how I am. Right. 
I'm not right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's and there's some red flags that if it's a white guy with dreads and a notebook he brings on stage, that's usually a red flag. Because <laughs> like, they'll just start reading out of the notebook and they keep flipping pages and you're like, is he gonna stop flipping pages here? I say that's you know. Yeah. But you know. I know exactly. What's, I I do uh I do stand up comedy as well. I mean, okay. obviously not in a while because of the pandemic and yep. everything. But yeah, open mics. It's just, it's just funny when someone's just bombing and they're just continuing to go and it's been past their time right, they're right. lighting them and it's like they're oh. always the ones they're always the ones that take the most time too because i've never yeah to, <laughs> i've never been to a spot where there wasn't someone who i hadn't seen or heard of before that did something great but it's also it you know there's always you know someone who thinks they're worth twice that time you know yeah exactly well mark i appreciate your time man thank you for coming on it was super last minute so um guys make sure to uh follow him on twitter at mad deluki um anything else you want to plug before you go mark no man just follow me on twitter thanks for having me on anytime and now that we're at the halfway mark of the season um a lot of a lot of crazy things have happened but we're going to give us give you guys what we think are mvps of the season so far and um obviously very easy to say for the giants it has to be mike Yastrzemski. um little known fact his grandpa actually did play in the major leagues so it's nice <laughs> That his grandpa, I think his name was Carl, Carl, Carl's Jr., something like that. It's nice to see that he can, you know, write off his grandson's success and, um, you know, be able to be mentioned and, and be remembered for, you know, just having a great grandson. Um, but honestly, he's legit MVP candidate. I don't think I, anyone could have predicted that. I think I was more likely for him to have a sophomore slump than to continue to be better. Um, he's doing everything. Uh, he leads. I mean, I'm not, I've said it plenty of times. I'm not a big war guy, but he does lead him more. Um, he's up there when it comes to doubles and triples and RBIs. Um, he's just doing everything. Great catches in the outfield. Yes. For MVP. MVP. And for the Dodgers, it's just as clear who the midseason MVP is. It's Mookie Betts. We traded for him. Any good? He, he's pretty he? damn good. You know, it Here was, it. He, he was slumping a little to begin with, and, you know, you saw some fans being like, why did we trade for this game? And, I mean, he's killing it. He's batting 300. He has 11 home runs. His, I mean, his arm in the outfield, amazing. He has five stolen bases, so he has the speed. And not only the speed, he's just a great base runner. I mean, besides Mike Trout, he's the best five-tool baseball player in baseball. He's been exactly as advertised. I couldn't be any happier. Easiest decision, Mookie Betts, midseason MVP, no doubts. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a question at the beginning of the season who was going to be the MVP of the team, Mookie or, or Cody Bellinger, and those are two guys who can we're going to compete for MVP of the whole league. So, I mean, Cody got off to a slow start. It looks like he's coming back, and Mookie's still staying on the same trajectory. That guy's just consistent, and I'm fucking pissed. Uh, that he, I have to see him for another 12 years. So, yeah, I get it. Makes sense. Grand. Great. Thanks. Awesome. On to the next week outlooks. Giants are going to continue to do this series against the Dodgers. Um, game one, we don't know what's going to happen. They're coming back. I'm feeling like it's going to be 6-0 for the week. Uh, I'm going to call it here and now. It might look stupid when this thing airs, but I don't give a shit. I have nothing to lose. Um, but... And then they play the Diamondbacks, so they just swept. So I, I feel pretty good. I feel like, honestly, they're the, the Rockies are going down. I honestly think they might even compete for that second division spot. 
if everything goes well. If not, seven seed because the uh, AL West is just fucking trash. Um, yeah, let's keep that starting pitching uh, going. Johnny Cueto, a little scuff. It's okay. It happens every once in a while to the shimmy king. Um, let's hear it, Tyler. Dodgers are going to finish up this three-game series with the Giants. I'm thinking a sweep. Uh, I'm feeling it, you know. And I also might look stupid if we lose tonight's game, then who knows. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling a sweep. Um, and then also going into Texas, you know, a team we don't see very often. But besides Lance Lynn, there's not much there. I mean, Joey Gallo has been horrendous this season. So it's not yeah. like you really have to worry about him. And, I mean, they're just kind of a laughing stock. It's a bad team, man. With – you know, included with the Angels and the Mariners and the AL West. I mean, the AL West is just trash this year. Which trash. Is, Three teams that are just trash, dude. Because I was really but here's the thing. Talking. Are they that bad, though? Or is just the AL that shitty? That, they, that they're – because, I mean, last year, the American League, Angels were in those mid-tier teams. They weren't a bottom feeder team. And same thing with the Giants, a mid-tier team. Um, not exactly bottom feeding, but they're like, you know – well, um, I think the Oakland Athletics are just that good, but you know, yeah. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know how much they've played Texas or Anaheim this year already because mm-hmm. the, since the schedules are so staggered and weird. But I think yeah. the A's are that good. It's just it's a little surprising. But I'm talking about also the West. I mean, the Padres just swept the uh, the Rangers. The Giants took two out of three. Um, I just. I mean, they beat the, they beat three out of four of the Angels. I just think the AL might be that shitty, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's it's a little it's a little disheartening because I was just really hoping those Astros would just be shit. And it's one of yeah. those things too when watching the Giants or any NL West team has kicked the shit out of the Astros, and it's just like you don't want them to beat the Astros because that affects your playoff race. But you exactly. hate the Astros so much. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, you know, with with what's going on in Texas, with Cole Hamels not you know pitching, all we got to get through is Lance Lynn. If the rotations even line up that way, and you know, I think it should be at least two out of three. So yeah, looking good, staying steady. Yeah, I hear you. Um, one one thing I do got to mention before before we close out, um, Hunter Pence was DFA'd. Understand why it happened. Guy was struggling and doesn't really have versatility as far as covering spots like Pablo does. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like this is a warning shot for Pablo as well. But got to give the spotlight to my guy, Hunter Pence. Love the dude. Moment of silence. Tip of the cap. Love the dude. Um, honestly, he was one of my favorite players that wasn't a Giant. They got traded to the Giants. The Rev, the speeches, everything. It sucks that he had to go the way he did. But honestly, nothing but love, player. Yeah, I Love mean, you, even Hunter. from a Dodger perspective, like, <clears throat> Hunter Penn's just a cool guy. Yeah. He's, he's just a good dude. I mean, despite, you know, what he does on the field to the Dodgers or has done to the Dodgers in those uh, three World Series good or years. however many yeah. what he was on. Gave he, you a nice parting a, gift. Yeah, he's just a – yeah, yeah, he did. No, no hitter for Johnny Cueto. But he's yeah. just a cool dude, and it was just such a cool story. Like, seeing all the work he'd put in to come back and then come back with the Giants. You know, he had such a great year last year. I don't think anyone thought that this was going to happen. So, yeah. Hopefully he, he had a couple of good somewhere. moments, too. I mean, three home run in Houston, won the game. I mean, it's there's 
there, there were some good moments. Um, I hope he gets picked up, and I hope he fucking rakes wherever he goes, honestly. Yeah. Um, I hope the Astros don't pick him up, so I have to root for him. But yeah. other than that, <laughs> gosh, man. Yeah. Well, thank you guys all for tuning in this week. Once again, this episode has been brought to you by Renovation Candle Company. Renovation Candle Company, the fall collection is out now. Free shipping, 365 days a year. Use promo code BENCHES to get 20% off your entire order. You know, step up your candle game. You got shit. Step it up. Step the fuck up with your candle game. Please buy some pumpkin spice. Buy some... I don't know. I don't know all the all the flavors. Is Some that what you call the flavor chai. of scents? Some pumpkin, pumpkin pecan chai drizzle. Tea? Come on. Yeah, fuck I that mean... Starbucks shit. You won't have to pay for Starbucks ever because you're just gonna have the candle and you can make it smell and make your own coffee. Save yourself some money. Um, thank you guys pumpkin so much for, for Daddy's got it all. Exactly. Love it. Um, yeah, it's for MVP and also. What is that for? Bonds for Hall of Shame. Oh, is it bad? No, I can is see it. Yeah, Bonds for Hall of Shame. Got it. There we go. T-shirts Bonds are coming soon. Except that one, because that T-shirt is ridiculous, and no one would ever buy that. <laughs> and there's going to be a Yaz for MVP. I'm going to make that one oh, ASAP. Jesus. So uh, stay tuned for that. And Donnie Barrels, Giants win. How to add that in the end. Sorry. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week. I'm saying fuck Aubrey Huff.